We begin our chapel service this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us join uh, in unison in the prayer for Thursday morning as you have it in your bulletin. Praise and thanks be to you, O triune God, for your constant protection, counsel, and comfort. Another night has passed under your fatherly care. In the darkness, you did not forsake me with the light of your grace. Defend me this day from all the power of all evil spirits and all evil men, that they may not prevail against me. And may I, as the willing servant of your grace, faithfully labor in your vineyard. Let no carnal security, no hypocrisy gain control over me. Grant me a cheerful heart, and may the sun of your grace never set for me, but eternally shine over me in Christ Jesus my Lord. Amen.
We hear from the Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 15. Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. And these are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us by thy truth. Thy word is truth. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> and dear fellow redeemed in Christ, the tax collectors and sinners who gathered around Jesus did so for what reason? To hear him. They wanted to hear the word of Jesus. They wanted to learn from him, about him. The word Jesus spoke was a word of repentance, a word of exhortation to turn from sin, a word of condemnation to those who would not repent, and a word of pity, mercy, and forgiveness to those who turned to him in sorrow over sin, seeking comfort and hope. In contrast to the tax collectors and sinners, we have the Pharisees and scribes. What do they do? They complain about Jesus because of the people who are around him, who gather with him, who even eat with him. This man receives sinners and eats with them. Their grumbling is reminiscent of the children of Israel in the wilderness with Moses 1,400 years earlier. They grumbled from Egypt to Canaan. They were discontent with what God was doing for them, how God chose to act for them. The summary of their grumbling in Psalm 78 serves to summarize also this grumbling of the Pharisees around Jesus. A stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not set its heart aright and whose spirit was not faithful to God. The Pharisees believed they had legitimate complaint against Jesus. So Jesus addresses them with the word of a parable. He speaks what for many would be a common truth. If you lose something you care about, you go and find it. And when you find it, you rejoice. You're glad you found what was lost. Whether they realize it or not, Jesus desires that these Pharisees and scribes be found by him to join the sinners in drawing near him in a great feast to hear the forgiveness of their sin. But they would not. When I taught catechesis in the congregations I served, I would spend time on this chapter 15 of Luke. It's a chapter all about lost being found. A sheep, a coin, a son. And I told the students that in the years to come, they should remember this chapter and know that they are not excluded from the truth that Jesus teaches here. That if they should fall, 
they have a savior who still seeks them, who still wants them to sit at table with him, regardless of how far they have fallen. As the hymn writer Paul Gerhardt put it in his marvelous hymn, Jesus, thy boundless love to me, and if I fall, soon may I hear thy voice and know that love is near. That is the word Jesus gives to the sinners who gather to hear him. It's the word of grace, a word that brings relief from guilt. One thing that sinners would not hear from Jesus was any sort of accommodation to their sin. Jesus never affirms a sinful life. Jesus never tolerates idolatry. Jesus never allows the proud to be secure in their pride. To all, Jesus calls out, repent. Repentance is highlighted here in chapter 15 of Luke. Twice Jesus says there is joy among the angels and in heaven over the repentance of even one sinner. And the third part of this chapter describes the confession of sin made by the son who had selfishly left his father. I have sinned against heaven and against you. This is not a word that affirms sin, but marks sin for what it is, rebellion against God. And as Jesus had said earlier uh, in chapter 14 of Luke, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. The Pharisees and the scribes heard the same word as did the tax collectors and sinners. They heard the same parables, the same call to repent, yet their eyes were blind to their own need, their own sin. They believed themselves to be healthy and in no need of a physician. They believed that their lives of outward conformity with God's laws meant that they had no need to turn from sin. They didn't have any, or so they presumed. They would not repent. And the consequence, again, Jesus had said earlier in Luke, I say to you that none of those men who were invited shall taste of my supper. Yet Jesus, the good shepherd, will persist in seeking the lost. Isaiah described the work of Jesus this way in Isaiah 40. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. Jesus will gather, he will carry, he will lead. And now look also at the description of the shepherd we find uh, here in Luke 15, the one who finds the lost sheep. When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulder rejoicing. Jesus does the finding of the lost one. Jesus does the carrying of the lost one. Salvation is the work of God alone and not of our efforts. As Jesus carries the sheep and brings it safely home, he rejoices. And then he calls out to his friends and neighbors, to us who are gathered in his kingdom already, rejoice with me, for I found my sheep which was lost. Joy saturates this chapter, joy that the lost are found, joy that sinners repent. That is the joy of the Christian church that joins the angels in heaven rejoicing when even one sinner turns from that sin and is saved. That is the work of your Savior, who even now seeks the lost among us, that he might carry them to safety, to his mercy, to his forgiveness. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. God bless us with hearts open to hear and trust the voice of our Good Shepherd and with joy to celebrate all those who repent and believe in him. 
As the evangelist John recorded in his beloved chapter 10, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Let this ever be our confidence. Amen. And glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.